Hasta la vista, baby. Think I'm crying? There's no crying in baseball! I'll get you my pretty, and your little dog too! King Kong ain't got shit on me! It's showtime. Good evening, you jabronis. This is the last uh, episode of the Rewind It Back podcast uh, doing Christmas movies to round out our season. Uh, we're going with a classic tonight, and we also have a guest on tonight. He is back for a second time. This man seasons his meat with pepper spray and can choke a man with an cordless phone. Please welcome back Mr. De Palma, Joe's dad. Mr. Day, how you doing? I'm great. How's Delaware treating you? Delaware's treating us great. Life in retirement can't get any sweeter. No sales tax. Gotta love no it. No sales tax, no nothing. It's great. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you here. And tonight we are doing actually your personal favorite Christmas movie, Mr. D. We are going with the Christmas Carol 1951. Tim, have you ever seen this? Yeah, it's all Saturday. Okay. I, I can't pay you, sir. I'm not surprised. Not unless you give me more time. Did I ask you for more time to lend you the money? Oh, no, sir. Then why should you ask me for more time to pay it back? Hard and sharp as flint he was. You asked Bob Cratchit about him. This timid and intimidated little clerk is portrayed by Mervyn John, Mrs. Cratchit by Hermione Baddeley. The little lame boy, the great-hearted tiny Tim, is played by Glyn Dearman. Michael Horden gives a spirited portrayal of Jacob Marley, the ghost who changes Scrooge from sinner to saint. Co-starring with Alistair Sim in delightful character roles are Jack Warner and Kathleen Harrison. Don't be violent, Mr. Scrooge, so you force me to scream for the beagle. The beetle, madam. <laughs> A thing for the beetle. A guinea? Here, what for? Okay, so as we know, this time of year is all about not only but love and charity and being with family. It's also about tradition and just like a sometimes a feeling of nostalgia. So I know this time of year, the first when it comes to uh, traditions with movies, a lot that uh, movies that I watch are the ones that I saw when I was a kid growing up. You know, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, The Santa Claus. So, Mr. Diploma, with so with so many adaptations of this movie, A Christmas Carol, out there, was this a movie that was played a lot in your house? Like, what? How did these actor? Like, how did these? Um, what set this one apart from all the other ones? I guess this one is what I used to watch with my dad uh, when I graduated high school before I got married. When I'd be home from work on a Saturday night, it would come on, you know, WPHL 17. They would run these old movies on a Saturday night. And I stayed up many a night with him watching old movies. That's one thing him and I did. But this one for the authenticity of the period is what captured me and has stuck with me ever since. And, you know, some of the, the, the things from the movie are still said today. People use the word Scrooge, and you know what that means. People use the word humbug, and you know what it means. Um, and it, this movie, in black and white, and the way they did it in London, is just so terrific. It really brings the past back from a, the book writing from Charles Dickens. I mean, I know George C. Scott did the Scrooge, and other people did it, but this guy really, really owned the part and made you feel that it really happened. 
we've talked about this not too long ago, a couple weeks back when we did a Bill Murray Scrooge movie, and the, just to how like the Christmas Carol has has been made so many times over over the decades, uh, so many adaptations on TV. It's always like hard to like try to nail down like who 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 was the best actor at this or actor at that, um, just because it's it's been told so many times. But I, but you know we've seen Kelsey Grammer, George C. Scott, uh, Patrick Stewart uh, do the role of Scrooge. Over, I mean, I, I don't know, decades, I don't know if this guy- if you, if you guys have seen the new one on Apple TV with Will Farrell and um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's an adaptation of Scrooge. He's unredeemable and it is so funny, but it goes back to the Scrooge movie from a hundred years ago. What I really liked about this movie is that the, the Alistair Sim who played Scrooge, I think he was the most believable Scrooge that I ever see him yes. play. Yes. Um, just like his mannerisms, like even like he, like the use of his eyes in certain scenes, like it was, it was really believable about how like miserly he was, how he just hated charity. He was all about his money. Right. And and how doing it in black and white is a whole different perspective than George C. Scott with the color television. The, the black and white thing is, t- to me, so important. It's so historic and it kind of makes you feel like Christmas is a long ago. Well, not even just built beyond that. I mean, I think this adaptation of A Christmas Carol, given that it was shot in black and white in a period of time when color products existed, they were not great, but they existed. Yeah. Um, this re- this adaptation really made you feel like you were stepping into 1843 Victorian England, where the yep. story actually takes place. And it looked dark and dreary, and it looked like a cold, wet English Christmas. And you really, and I think just the backdrop alone sort of magnified the emotional tone of the movie. It's not funny at all. I mean, some of the I mean, it wasn't meant to be, but I think this is one of the more true to the story adapt- film adaptations. I mean, we, as Bill mentioned, we we just did the Bill Murray Scrooge thing. And and that's just a you know bucket of laughs from yeah. open, to, open to close. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and even some of the other ver- versions of the story, like the one with George C. Scott or the one with Patrick Stewart, they're not as heavy as this as this one is. And I think in some respects that takes away from the message and that takes away from the story. It was meant to be a portrayal of a real, you know, miserly son of a bitch mm-hmm. who didn't want anything to do with anybody. Business, all about business, all about money. And but the surroundings really brought that out. Had he been in like a, a modern office building with just you know counting paper bills, it wouldn't have had the same effect as a crotchety old man humped over his desk, filling in a ledger of some type, yelling at his assistant for being late. You know, well, he like, could be looking at an iPad, looking at really yelling at crypto or something. I yeah, guess in a modern yeah. day, <laughs> yeah, like it just wouldn't, it doesn't carry the same way until you really see some crotchety old man with no hair on the top of his head, white, long white hair on the back, hunched and over as, a ledger. I mean, right. And as rich as he was, he'd go to the tavern for dinner and ask for more bread, and they would charge him two shillings, and he wouldn't pay for it. So you know, as cheap as rich as he was, as cheap as as he was, he was. It really followed him. Yeah. And another thing that I really liked about this movie, too, that stuck out. And I don't think I've ever I don't think I've seen this in any other version is that we get a lot more backstory of Scrooge showing how a businessman took him under his wing and corrupting him and slowly turning him towards a life of of greed. So it was pretty cool to see that that 
part of it a little bit more in detail. Mm -hmm. That happened during the Ghost of Christmas Past, where the spirit takes him, takes Scrooge back in time to show him like who he was and you know remembers Chisholm like where where he came from and like all the regrets he may have. That's a good point, Bill. I mean, a lot a lot of the other adaptations sort of skip over the part of Mister Fezziwig. Yeah, or or and, any equivalent character. Oh, and him losing his sister to give birth to the nephew yep. at childbirth, and going back to the dark times, and and all all that. I mean, I thought that who whoever put the movie together did an outstanding job of piecing all that together, so you felt like you were actually traveling with him through the journey. Yeah, and I would also have to say that this was probably the best version too of Jacob Marley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And just about like how, you know, basically said like, you you better get your shit together. Otherwise, you're going to end up me. You know, no one remembers me. And if they do, they hated me. So, yeah. like, you know, leave, leave a legacy behind. So I like how they this movie spent a lot more time with basically with with Scrooge's past. Yeah. And I mean, and so many adaptations have done this in the future in the movies that we've seen. But this one really does a hell, hell of a job with the, the noise and the scariness of the, the rattling of the chains and, and all the stuff from the past and the future. I mean, they did a hell, hell of a job scaring the crap out of, out of them. No, and just for a, just from a sort of film production perspective, I think this movie, while not revolutionary in terms of the, of the special effects that it used to create the ghost of Jacob Marley and the various ghosts of Christmas and the past, present and yet to come. But I thought that the way they did the special effects, because they look creepy. Oh, it creeped me out. And, when you and it, but night, but it looked it. like something you would see in Victorian England. Oh, yeah. It wasn't it did. It didn't look like it was too modern. It didn't look like just like a guy. It, I mean, like it could go a couple of ways, right? It could either be on one side where it's like a guy in a bed sheet. You know, boo. Mm-hmm. Or it could be so out, or it could look so out of place that you're like, eh, that's not a ghost. It's just whatever. But I think that what I think that the way they use the special effects in this movie really captured sort of the mythos around ghosts at that time and what people thought they looked like. I thought, I think it did a nice job in using the special effects, particularly with the ghost of Jacob Marley and those chains carrying the money boxes and rattling mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. slamming them down and, you know, really, and actually having a dialogue with Scrooge that sat in the chair and like he was tangible, but like not really. In some of the other adaptations, like the Bill Murray Scrooge we just did, it was sort of like a, he looked like a zombie, to be honest. The the ghost of his former boss oh, had a his golf ball, ball that, lodged in his head. That <laughs> version looked like straight from the, the grave, like worm, yeah. worm food. Yeah, like. it looked like the casket popped open and a zombie popped out. And <laughs> now, granted, that's fine. It was what they were going for. But I felt that. Yeah, and again that and and that fit with the the lighter hearted tone of that movie with the comedy shtick thrown in from a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, but I felt, but this movie I think just better portrayed like a real ghost of your past, and that kind of again tagged on to the emotions that this that the story is supposed to carry. Now, was it the the first part where, where all those people like ooh like that was the creepiest part of it when all those people were kind of, you know, there's like a circle of people he was falling into. Yeah, everybody had their hands. That was, I mean, I listen. I know this was 1951, but that's about yeah. as psychedelic as it gets. Yeah, and watch that late at night. Yeah. It's scary. It, it made you really think it was real. It really, really did. I mean, even though he was dreaming, I mean, people didn't. The the special effects and all, outstanding for the for that time. 
and it's it was still the one I watch. It's the classic one that I watched. And like that's where one of the things I love about black and white film still is that like because it's in black and white, it makes it any movie a lot more creepy. Like oh yeah, I'll, I'll always go back to Psycho. Like that mm. black and white. Oh movie yeah, is, like, yeah. Is, is Janet Janet Lee and yeah. Tony Perkins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I was telling that's scary, and that's be- like, and I think the black and white yeah. uh, color has a lot to do with it. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. same thing. I, you know, I I know Tim and I had this back and forth with Halloween around the movie Nosferatu, the original one from 1923. That movie in color would be scary, but it's literally terrifying in black. So and it white. freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was that was night nightmare fuel right there. Exactly. Yeah, was- and so, but just imagine though, being my my dad in you know 1960, you know eight nine ten years old, watching this movie. Yeah. In black and white, and you seeing that those and seeing the ghost of Jacob Marley rattling down the hallway with his money boxes. It's just like, oh, there's something to say yeah. about the old old movies that they're they're yep. they're new to me. You know what I mean? Like Mister yeah. E, like this, like I never saw this adaptation before. So, oh, you never did, Tim. Never oh, saw wow. this one. So, yeah. During the pandemic, I you know I started turning on the like Turner Classic movie and like finding old, like old movies like this on YouTube. Uh, which thanks to the link, actually, I, I I couldn't find it anywhere. So YouTube was the only. I mean, spot. I have a copy, but find. I guess I think Jim found it. It's very hard to find. Yeah, it was, but, but like, really, like it's, and it's only an hour and a half. It's fast. Yeah, it was a quick one, but I, I I definitely dug it. I mean, there's something about black and white movies that there's so many movies. When you go back, there's so many movies. Like if you just look through every decade of movies, right? Mm-hmm. You look through like movies that are made in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You could never run out of new movies to watch. Like I know we watched. I, I could. I know you guys all watch. What Back to the Future? What twice a year? <laughs> about we watch that, Ghostbusters yeah. twice a year. About, about you know that, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I watch Arnold movies regularly. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, like to me, like going back and dipping into movies like this, um, it, it's new to me. Like I've, we've seen all the movies that were like our prime age growing yeah, up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, we watch all the good new ones that come out. But like something like this is like a gem. It's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna take a risk on this for the night. You know what I mean? And like nine times out of ten, if it's only like Turner Classic movies or one of you guys recommend it, it's normally going to be pretty good. Well, if you guys have have a chance, and you can, you have Apple TV. Ryan Reynolds and Will Farrell did a hell of a job with this the Scrooge movie adaptation. A lot of singing and dancing. It's a lot of Holly Hollywood, but uh, it goes back to the to the memory of Scrooge, and they called him Scrooge. And it was a humbug, and they used some of the same phrases from seventy years ago in a current movie today with Will Farrell. And it's and Will Farrell directs it and does a lot of the choreography himself. And it's an amazing piece for for Christmas. And Ryan Reynolds dies at the end, but you know you spoiler don't alert. That. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> spoiler <listeners. laughs> alert. Ryan Reynolds dies at the end, but it's really very cool if you get it if you get a chance. And it. This is to me what I like to watch right around Thanksgiving to put me in the spirit because Joe, my, my son, Joe knows I'm not a very spirited person. 42 years in retail, never having a night or a weekend, often December working Christmas Eve, day after Christmas, dealing with customers. That's not really, you know, Christmas is not my thing, but this is how I get through by making me feel like I can watch this and it takes me to a different place when i was with with my dad as a kid watching it yeah. Yeah. christmas was definitely not your holiday pop no, no. yes which brings me to my Humble. next point <laughs> which brings <laughs> me to my next point of conversation is because 
as you mentioned, Mr. D, you spent 42 years in the retail industry. Uh, yep. I spent a good six years in the food retail. Uh, if Jim was here, he's he's in the food retail industry right now. He's been there for, I don't know, about 12 years now, maybe 12 to 15. But anyway, this time of year for people who work in retail, like this time of year brings the worst out of you. Like there's been times where I've been called a Scrooge and it's because it's the time of year. It's just more, more, more now, now, now. And it yep. just... It brings out the worst. You like, I hated this time of year, mm-hmm. and now, like, now I have kids, and it's and it's awesome again. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but like, when you're working in retail like this. It you never hated people so much until you had to work with them. And of course, I worked in retail for 42 years. I started out with print print punch tickets that didn't have U, U, UPC codes, all the way up to buy online, pick up at store, pick up at the curb. You know, buy online, return it to the store. All this stuff that didn't take place 35, 40 years ago. I went through a huge transition to RFID scanners and, you know, all that stuff, you know, totally different. But this movie will always be the mainstay for me uh, to get started with my holiday season. Mary DePalma doesn't watch it. She doesn't care, care for it. She her, uh, likes White Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say her with, favorite, uh, singing her and favorite. dancing yeah. and Danny Kay and Big yeah, Crosby yeah. and that's mom. That's not me. This is me. Yeah, this is this is this is a great movie. And it makes me appreciate uh not only a Christmas carol, but like a movie, uh Christmas movie like that long ago now in the nineteen fifties. Yep. Um I believe it or not, I watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time in black and white this year. Okay. I, I saw it in color, but I watched it in black and white. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard to explain, but like the, the black and white film, like I said, it had a, a little bit more meaningful as weird as that sounds. So yeah. Have you, have you guys ever watched Miracle on 34th street? Yes. Made yeah. in the, made in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. We actually long time ago. Natalie yeah. Wood. Yeah. yeah. That to me is stage two Macy's and Gimbel's. And that's that Santa is for real. And at the end of the movie, you got to believe in Santa. He yeah. got her a house, a place to, to, to stay. I mean, it's amazing what the power of a movie, black and white, and the power of Santa can do. With Scrooge, it's the power of, you know, dreaming and being a miser and getting fixed before he dies. So it's great. It's terrific. You think about that, right? And, you know, you think of being a Scrooge and being cheap and miserly, don't want to support anybody or anything. And then you then you're staring down the barrel at your own end. Yeah. I mean, you can just put it, it. I think when you look at this, this story and, you know, it puts some perspective on things that makes you really wonder, you know, how you, you know, how you've treated people in the past and what you really should be doing. I mean, this the it's one of those things where. This holiday, this ho- the holiday season is not meant to just be, you know, one month of the year. Right. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that you should be doing all year round and, mm-hmm. and taking care of those who, you know, need your support. And so and it shouldn't take a life altering ghost visits at night to make you see the folly of your ways. And so I think this I think this adaptation of the story that rings home more. Than in many of the other adaptations, the comedy ones, you know, they are what they are. They're funny. You get yeah. a good laugh out of a out of the shtick. Like the Bill Murray movie we watched on the podcast. It's a good movie in its own right. And I think a little bit. Of, I think in some way, I think we talked about this, but the humor in the movie dilutes some of the message until the very end. 
But in this movie, it's just it, it, you know, his wrong, his wrongs are right at the front the entire time. There's no hiding behind comedy. There's no hiding behind dialogue. He's just a jerk. Yep. And he's reminded of it for the entire 90 something minutes. Yeah. And he, and he, he even says right near the end, I don't know why I'm so happy. I don't know why I'm so happy. Um, Giddy and goofy. Um, So he really did change and he really did help save that little kid. And he really helped to go see his nephew, his nephew and be part of a family. That's what he was missing. Miserly bastard was missing a family. So, and and I'm so glad that I've got all my eight grandkids. I just love every bit of it. And one thing I noticed too, like I just kept thinking, yeah, because it's in the 19th century. I couldn't imagine, you know, we work computers and iPads and phones all day and they're running with those feather pens. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, that's all people know. By candlelight, candlelight, having to tabulate money you've loaned out in a paper ledger book and let it dry. They didn't have any heat in their house. All they had was a fireplace. That's it. And you don't leave that on all night while you're sleeping. I mean, what a way to live. So who do you guys think? And I don't don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this, (laughs) but who do you guys think is the most influential ghost to Scrooge? I can start. I'll start. I think the ghost of Christmas yet to come has the most impact on Scrooge because it makes him fear what has yet to come. And that makes him want to change his ways in any way possible. And I think that's because like, that's what one of the one things that humans fear in this world and try to avoid is the uncertainty. So Scrooge was able to see into his, into his future here. And just to see like, you know, that this, this spirit right now is, is pushing him over the edge, making him realize like he has to change his ways or not. He's going to end up like Jacob Morley. We got a more in-depth background uh, earlier in the movie that he's going to end up like, like Marley forgotten all alone in purgatory. And when people remember him, it's not going to be, they're not going to have anything good to say. No, because they're going to take the drapes off of his bed and sell them. They're going to take the sheet off of his dead body and sell it. I mean, my God. No, to, to piggyback on your point, Bill, and I think, so just to go beyond a little bit, I think it's not just that people fear the unknown, because of course we do, but it's but people also fear their own end. Oh, death. And, Absolutely. Fear and, death. and one of the things that the ghost of Christmas yet to come in all variants of the story shows Scrooge is his demise. And they don't, obviously they don't, they don't tell you in the story when he dies, at least by a calendar date, but they, but it's pretty close to when it's pretty close in the future to when Christmas day is at the time. And I think anybody with any common sense would be rattled to see themselves if they were, I mean, if you put yourself into that situation and you're being whisked away to the future by the ghost of Christmas yet to come and you see your own demise, like that would rattle anybody. Well, yeah, you see your name on a cemetery stone. Yeah. And so then you, you, he never saw the face of this ghost. All he saw was the skeletal hand coming out of the robe. He, the other two spirits, he saw their faces, he touched their tails, he was in one-on-one discussions with them. This this one, like Bill said, the most fear, he did not speak. He just pointed. And I he think speak. and I think that in in looking at the other adaptations of the story where you get where you see kind of a grim reaper-esque character, obviously the one in Scrooge with Bill Murray is like this giant nine foot 
skeleton party city skeleton in a in a uh <laughs> in a um like a black hooded robe with like well if, well if you haven't seen the movie pop basically he, he opens his 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 uh his dress robe. his robe and there's like you know aliens and shit out of it, it that's such funny that's but, funny but that's but, funny that's but Bill. this one in particular really carries some weight because all you see is the black robed arm yeah. of the ghost of christmas yet to come you, you can't you don't see his face so there's no nope. skeleton it's just a man in a hood who doesn't speak and just points. Yep. And mostly all you see is a shoulder and a forearm. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what's so creepy about it and so powerful. There's not the there's not the skeleton grim reaper scythe wielding interpretation you get in some of the other adaptations, but it's just an arm pointing at your demise. And that's creepy and powerful at the same time. Yep. Oh yeah. Big time. What's up, Jim? Sorry guys, what's up? How was your how was your crack nap? Uh, it was wonderful. How you doing, Mr. De Palma? I'm doing great. Jim did shave for this event, Mr. Dick. No, he didn't. He grew that beard <laughs> since November. He looks great. A little a little bit of gray at the at the bottom. I'm old. I'm getting old. You're getting old. I'm 65, <laughs> fella. <laughs> it's all white. I could be Santa if I wanted. We'll be 40 next year. So oh, 40. Wow. 40 man oh everything starts to move when you're 40 everything starts to shift and move oh my goodness (laughs) better get on that treadmill you better get back to the gym i've been i've been keeping up but it's uh it's just i get slower and slower that's all that's all right you're still you're still going plenty to live for so Jim, we were just talking about which uh, which ghost we felt in the Christmas Carol, not just in this movie, but in general, like had them was the most influential on Scrooge. I had to say it was the uh, ghost of future. People don't give a shit th- about you. And you funny thing about that question is, I think it depends on the movie, right? The the version of the Christmas Carol you watch. I like the ghost of Christmas Present in this one. He's probably my favorite of the three. But like, if you ask me about like another version of the Christmas Carol, it might be the goes to Christmas past or the goes to the future, but most influential, it's always got to be the future, right? Right. When somebody points at the casket and goes, there yeah. it is. <laughs> you know, you go, oh shit, I'll, I'll, I'll change. Yeah. Well, that's but, what we were, that's what we were saying. Like that, you know, a lot of like the, one of the things we as humans fear is the unknown. And we always try to avoid the uh, uncertainty. So we were saying that Scrooge like got to see like his future and that like, you know, no one's at his funeral. No one's even the the, right. the fucking grave diggers are going to take a break while you're already in the hole. They don't even cover you yet. They're just going to go take a break. How about the guy that wasn't going to go unless there was lunch? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't going to go to the wake unless there was lunch. I don't yeah, know. It, and I often thought about, do I dream in black and white or do I dream in color? And I mean, maybe when I had too much whiskey, I dream in color, but I don't know. And I think that because this movie is in black and white, you dream in black and white. And it's so realistic the way they pull it off. So just one final thought on the ghost of Christmas future, at least from my vantage point, you know, beyond fear of the unknown, I think many of us fear, maybe not, maybe and maybe it's like an innate fear, but we fear being forgotten. And I don't, and I, you know, and all of us have strived in some way to make our mark on this, you know, floating ball of rock we call home. And I think indirectly we fear being forgotten by people once we're not around. And I, and I think it clearly terrified Scrooge that, you know, not only 
did people not want to associate him they were they wanted they wanted to forget that he was even around so beyond beyond death and beyond although i will admit there's a funny part of this movie when in that death scene when he's gone the the caretaker of his home and the other the other servants and maids were all just taking his stuff and selling it for like yeah. pennies yeah it's, it's, it's like he hadn't been dead probably four hours yeah, Sheets, I mean, towels, they, yeah, candlesticks, everything. all stolen everything. out of his house. Yeah. All his workers, right? All, his... all, all the all the people he pays to like clean his house. Well, he was a debt. He was it. he was a, basically a debt collector too. So you know, when they die like most people like sell. That's why so many people were like happy when he died because he was such a ruthless debt collector. So, but just that'll 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 do it to you. Like, I do agree with that. That like. Part of that, like, I think that's what put him over the edge with the ghost. And then, like, seeing, like, Tiny Tim dead and he probably could have helped him. I think that was what put him over the edge with the Ghost of Christmas uh, future. I think he was kind of teetering to that point. But it's. Well, yeah. And he's and he's up there in years. So his days are numbered to begin with. If he's in his late 60s, early 70s. So, like, I try to make the best out of every moment. And all you guys with young kids, you got to make the best out of every moment and build that memory block. You don't want to forget any of it. You want to make a memory. And cheap Ebenezer Scrooge sent a turkey home to Bob Cratchit. And and he did all that for Tiny Tim in the future and got to have a holiday with his nephew. He got to enjoy the latter part of his life that he didn't enjoy for the 40 years before. Swimming in this pile of gold coins. Yeah, I assume this is. Yeah, I assume this was everybody's favorite version of the Christmas Carol. Or it's uh, mine. Uh, that's because I'm an old man. I mean, you know. No, I'm not although, although Jim, you you missed earlier. There, there, there's a new one on Apple TV with Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds, and it's a version of Scrooge, and it's very similar. It goes to Christmas Past and Present yeah. and Future, yeah. spirits, spirited, and it's really good. Spoiler alert, Ryan Reynolds dies at the end. But he's, 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 <laughs> Gotta throw that in there, Pop. Jesus I forgot Christ. about that. <laughs> That's a good one. If you haven't watched it, guys, if you have time to spend, it's a little long, right? More than two two hours. But Will Farrell sings and dances, and you know him as a horse's ass most of the time. This is really pretty good. This is really pretty good. I'll check he's, that out. He's trying to buy the uh, Ottawa Senators. Doesn't anybody own that shitty Welsh soccer team? He he, yeah, he ends up in this movie. He ends up in the spirit of movie marrying uh what's that black woman's name? Uh Olivia something or other, and they have two kids, and it's weird. He's Ebon, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. It's so funny. You have to see it. Spirited. Is that your second favorite version of Christmas Girl? Well, only because George C. Scott ruined it. He, he was so stern as Patton. It's very hard to take him out of the Patton role. And then he takes on this role, which is so similar to Patton. Strong, tough, mean. And, and then, but that was the modern version. And it's in color. I like black and white. So, but so George C. Scott's your second favorite then. Yeah, yeah. What about the musical? You ever see the musical one? 
if if I did, I probably wouldn't watch it because I don't like musicals like Mary Poppins. I don't like musicals either, but I love the musical Scrooge. It came out like the early seventies. I thought okay, it was because this Ryan Reynolds one with Will Ferrell's a musical. It's is called, it? Yeah. What is it called? You say again, yeah, Mary? I like musicals. Spirit. <laughs> Go catch I, Billy. I you suspect- can probably find a clip. Billy, I know you're good at digging. You'll find a clip of the spirited one. It's really good. Okay. I'm anticipating, Jim, that my mother made him watch it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> see? Okay, it's really good. Like White Christmas every year. You see how I, I do Scrooge every year? My mom does 1954, Bing Crosby, Danny Kay, White Christmas up in Vermont where it snows and it's a song and dance thing. Rosemary Clooney and beautiful dresses and outfits all in color. I I get stuck watching that every year. (laughs) I miss the white. I miss the white Christmas boat. I I might saw that when I was a little kid, but I can't sit through that. I've seen it more than probably everyone in this, in this room, except my father. Yep. And I, I refuse to watch it any further. Sisters, sisters. No, sorry, right. sorry right. mom. If it, if if I see it on the if I see it on Hulu, I just skip right by skip it and put right on like, I put on something Arnold. I'd know? rather watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the little people for 20th time before I watch that White Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't age well. <laughs> Oh, did I insult anybody? I'm so no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. You're so, so sensitive now. You're, no, it's okay. You're fine, Pop. Relax. I forget about it's my just a joke. All these old movies are just, just funny. I don't have any filter, so I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Billy. I know you're howling. Relax, no. Pop. You're all right. Oh, but uh, Jim, we did talk about... So uh, if you may or may not have known, uh, Mr. De Palma spent 42 years in uh, retail. Was mm. it Macy's, Macy's or J.C. Penney's? Doesn't matter. Macy's. He was in... He was in uh, Macy's. He was in a. He was in retail for forty two years, and I was just saying that, like, I spent uh, six years in food retail, and you're currently uh, in food retail too. And I Plains the grays and the beard. But <laughs> I did say, like, this time of year just brings out the worst in people and the worst, like, in you know, me, you, when I work there, and it's just ugh. well, everybody's got to make their holiday happy for their families, but they don't realize they're just trampling other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. It's true. Yeah, the holidays have a the holidays really do have a way of bringing out simultaneously the best and the worst in people. Really, I, almost I, at the exact same. time. I'm telling you, I mom used to tell me, "Why don't you sit down and write a book? You've been through 13 locations, 42 years. You could write a book. Besides your commute journeys." The, the just the people and the nut jobs and, and all the stuff that's going on. But, but the funny thing is, like, even though your career in retail, I've heard probably every story under the sun about the yeah, people you've you encountered. But the, for, for whatever reason, the big holidays, Black Friday, Christmas, yeah. um, like back to school, like those like those shopping holidays just bring out people even the worst parts of people even though people are the ger- earth, yeah it's, i mean people are generally shit year round in the retail treaty retail people like shit anyway but mm. i feel like everyone's more of a scrooge when there's like big money on the line during like the big shopping holidays school you, you get you you get behind some idiot at shop right with a wagon full of food and they get up there and they're dealing with coupons and it takes forever to get through the line you're like i've had it and then there's no express line because they stopped doing that. So now you got to go to Walmart where you're a Walmart employee and self-stand your own shit out. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah, can't so do retail first, anymore. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. You, yeah, I, so God, God bless you and Jimmy. This is uh, why I I stuck to the sciences. Well, this 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 is well now I get I understand like Joe when we were back in our on our heyday in college like just drinking on your back porch on a Saturday afternoon and Mister D you would come home and you would like just stop in your tracks and you would like give us so much shit for drinking light beer yeah and we're like why's your dad so mad and Joe's like he's not mad. my dad's not mad he's just nope. talking and then, <laughs> and then and then you would go inside and then later that night like we, we would find you and you were you know. Mellowed. And a bottle of wine. Yes. And now, like, I understand, like, you know, why why you did that, like, after going through it. And great, I only had six years compared to your 42, but right. you well, learned now, quick. My Joe's brother, Ant- Anthony, in the liquor store, his store is Disneyland. Everybody comes in there with a purpose. They get what they want, except for they can't get Blanton's, and they go out happy. Liquor stores are great. Anthony's happy. He don't have any stress that I had. A few broken bottles, a few thieves, but basically, it's it's a happy place. It's like Disneyland. People that, in, they get what what they want. I think the difference that you you hit the nail on the head there is those people when they know what they need. Unless you don't have it, there's not a problem. But we'll, in the retail foods end of the business, what we like the people that usually do the shopping are at home cooking. So the the people that don't usually shop come into the stores and torture everybody. Yeah. Like, because they never they're never in the grocery store the other 11 months out of the year so they walk in with shit in their pants where's the milk where's the well and you have to admit jimmy men are dumb men 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 are dumb when it comes to grocery they don't know how to do it this is why my wife and i catered thanksgiving this year see 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 it's all different there was literally not a single pan to wash not a plate to clean. And you enjoyed your holiday. I sat on my couch, drank alcohol, and watched football. Oh, man. I wish I would have been you. No slaving in the kitchen. <laughs> See, I was a Scrooge on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to your sister's for Christmas, and I ain't doing shit. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, you can curse. You can curse. All you got to do is screw okay. up the cooking once, got and nobody will ever ask you again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, she'll ask me Just, to clean, clean, clean up, nope. but yeah. <laughs> like if like somebody asks me do i just walk in and i'm like oh, i don't know i'm like oj putting the glove on like oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know it's like i don't know how to do this like and, and then they're like get out and then i just go get to sit and watch football well i i sure hope you can endure more years in the food trade yeah. or I, uh, that collector like to, scrooge i don't have to get so involved with the stores like customers anymore directly anymore with my position but yeah uh it's dealing with like the corporate people for customers now that are difficult like that'll come to me and be like oh we want hand glaze and i go okay yeah well i asked you if you wanted hand glaze back in august when we needed to make that and you said you no, to make that purchase yeah yeah and now you you want it because you you don't own a calendar. You don't realize like like they think it's the Wizard of Oz where you can just click your heels together and make stuff appear. They don't understand mm-hmm. supply chain and mm-hmm. anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. They think which I'm sure you know all about if you yep. were dealing with purchases and shit. Yep. Like that. This and this is why Scrooge was a miser. Yep. Yes. Yes. And and that's why people still use the term today. They use humbug and they use Scrooge. To this it's day, a, it's, it's become a euphemism at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever made me 
the word Scrooge is now just a verb. Like you're a yeah. Scrooge, and it's a noun, an adjective. I mean, yep. it's everything. Yep. People get called Scrooge right to their face. Don't be such a Scrooge. Yeah. Okay, so that's where it comes from. It's Charles Dickens. He had no idea. He might be dead, but he knew his shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know what? You're not wrong with a lot of his material. It spawned yep. a lot of stuff like this, yep. but, mm-hmm. but to this the day. thing, yeah, and like, but this character lives on more than many others in literary history, just because of how much of a miser he was right. and how much of a prick he was, and then the magical, you know, reformation, if you want to consider it as such, and that really stands out. And I think that this movie in particular, with the way that it, you know, with the way Alistair Sim played Scrooge was it, it's it's off the charts. I mean, yeah. I mean, his mannerisms like, you know, the bulging eyes, the the hair, you yeah. know, the way he would like you know, move his body. He was like all all kind of slinky. And, and, and he he was a veteran 1930s, 1940s character actor from England. And they really found the right role. Yeah. They picked the right guy. Yeah, Just like really, George C. Scott did a hell of a job. Oh, sure. But there is something about Alistair Sim that just really stands out among the actors yeah. who've played a Scrooge or the Scrooge-like character. And just the way he interacted with you know his mannerisms and, and interacting with each of the spirits. And I'm then, just and then interacting. got to see it. I don't know. Uh, just this, is, this is my favorite Scrooge for years. But this oh. uh, Dickens sets up the perfect story, right? You get to see how much of a jerk he is. And then you get to, you know, see people try and sway him. And then you get to see, like, him complete opposite at the end of the movie. Yeah. But I there's not too many Christmas cows I don't enjoy. But this is my favorite by far. The only one that I'm not crazy about is the uh, the 1938 version. There's like a it's like there's a lot of ad lib in it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like a I've little, not. No. It, it's there's like scenes where like, you know, the, the, the nephew shows up and he's like, you know, he's like sledding with kids. Like, it's not true. to Like, there's a lot of like ad lib scenes like they added. Like you were mentioning that Apple TV movie earlier. Yeah. Sleeper sleeper Christmas Carol movie that I actually enjoyed was the the cartoon or I don't know if it's cartoon or Pixar or whatever, but the Jim Carrey one. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. No. Great no. voices, all the characters. It's. Like I didn't give it a thought to see at all, and I ended up catching it on TV last year, and I, I was, I was pretty surprised. I enjoyed oh. it. Um, yeah. w- w- really, what what I can't find is Mr. Magoo's Scrooge. Jim Jim Backus was the voice of Mr. Scrooge, and when he did all the little, you know, the, those little cart cartoons when when we were kids, when I was a kid, I'll uh, find I it. Can't find Pop, it. I'll, I'll find it. Yeah, I was I about to say, uh, your son can't find that for you. I'm I'll sure he it. can. I'm sure he can. And just shoot, shoot me a thing. But that that was a cartoon. It was funny as hell. I used to like Mr. Magoo everything when I was a kid. We get that set up. You got to get you set up with that. That's fun. It, it, the 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 Disney one was tough to find for years, and that was the one from when we were kids. Was the Disney Mickey Mouse one? Uh, oh, that's that's my no. Okay, ones. yeah, I love that one. Yeah. But I remember that was like. You never saw that on TV, like yeah. ever. It was like once a year, maybe if you're lucky. And you well, everybody is streaming today, so there's not a lot of Christmas cartoons for the little kids to watch. And they put them on at eight o'clock, but most of the little kids are in bed. So what mm-hmm. the hell's the point? Going back to that Mickey Mouse version, we actually watched that the other night as a family. My my boys. Oh, how about that? That's cool. It was, it was yeah. There was the it was the 
Disney's Christmas Carol and Scrooge McDuck was Scrooge and oh my uh, Mickey Mouse was Bob Cratchit and the boys the my my boys they're four and two they really loved it oh I'm, I'm um, awesome we and watched it was, and, that it, was and it was like it was like twenty five minutes long too like perfect timing for kids perfect time twenty five yeah yeah, yeah. Not, and that's no, another no, thing no deep plot just it's yeah right the point right and no deep it's plot. funny that's another thing Scrooge McDuck so for our listeners who've never seen the cartoon Ducktales. Scrooge McDuck is the uncle to the DuckTales. He's the wealthiest individual on the planet, and he literally swims in gold coins mm. and doesn't spend one of them. <laughs> just, he just literally swan dives off a diving board into a pile of a gold, gold coins. coins. Chicken or the and, egg question there, Joe. Did the movie, did the, did the, was Scrooge originated, that duck originated from that Christmas movie? Or did the, was Scrooge an existing character? That I believe had. it was. An, I believe he existed before they did the Christmas okay. Carol. That, Christmas that actually came out like early eighties. That's an yeah. old. Like I just, I don't, I, I don't know if he existed or he, they made him for that movie and then the rest of that stuff. I Scrooge. believe he existed prior, but that kind of lends some support to the idea that the word Scrooge has just persisted as a a moniker of. It's you know, a term. It's a yeah, it's a and term. no one likes being called a Scrooge. No, is it in Webster's yet? I bet you it's in oh, Webster's. I imagine it's in Oxford and Webster's for sure. Yeah. That's describing somebody who's cheap, miserly, and a bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And humbug, everybody associates that, that with too. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but like from my perspective, after seeing, I've seen a lot, like Jim, I've seen many of the versions of a, of a Christmas Carol, either you know, children's to grown-ups. And this one just stands, I think, stands apart from many of the others for its for its scenery, for its being being in black and white, for Alistair Sims' portrayal of Scrooge and how well he played the character, and his and his dynamic, his his acting range was very dynamic in the movie. He went from he really showed the the miserly part, and then when he had his sort of psychological light switch at the end of the movie, where he's basically handing fistfuls of money to his to the cleaning lady of his house. Again, he did an outstanding job in this movie, and it really just sort of brings this movie to the front of the line when it comes to Christmas Carol adaptations. And thanks for having me me on. You guys are the greatest. Oh no, you're you are blessed, man. You are yeah, always well, hey, welcome on here, Pop. Yeah. Well, I do view a lot, and I send the little I IMs whenever I can. But yeah, I oh. want to participate in 2023 since I'm retired. I'm not going back to work. You're welcome back anytime. But would you like to participate in the next segment, which is a uh, I think it's some sort of quiz or some sort of yeah, I don't know. Mary De Palma, you want to participate in the boys? You you guys can act as a team. Team team Uh, maybe I'm gonna need her. Mama, (laughs) mark your ass in the seat. All right, so we'll anyway. So to conclude the movie, great movie, Mr. D, great pick. Uh, as always, you. you can you could definitely like see that the movies that uh, you have have a lot of nostalgia to you. We did Moonstruck the last time you were here. Mm-hmm. You had a, you said that that was a movie that was constantly playing in your house because it was all about geared towards family and growing up in an Italian home. This one was all about like nostalgia for you. Like yep. like I said, this was like your home alone or your Christmas vacation yeah. growing up. So thank you for sharing that. I this was the first time I've seen it. We've all seen adaptations, but I think that you know this is this would this is a hard one to top um, once you've seen it. Um, yeah. And you you'll you'll start to compare it to other ones that you've seen, like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yes, exactly, like Mr. Magoo. So this next segment uh, we've done a couple times. It's called "Are You Smarter Than Rewind It Back."
No cheating. Okay. I, I'm cheating. Tony, not, 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 I said cheat. So um, the way we play this game, and Jim, Tim, and Joe have played this game before. So basically, Mr. Palmer, we're going to run it like Jeopardy. Uh, okay. I've come up with uh, categories, the titles, the point system. The category titles have nothing to do with the questions, by the way. <laughs> it's just some fun that I have. Okay. Um, so here, I'll just show you the board. You're very creative, Billy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you. Coming from you, that means a lot. So here's the board. It's set up like Jeopardy. So you got Jeopardy. five. Categories. <laughs> so, so there's four, there's five categories. One and shit is the other. That's from <laughs> Bad Santa Pop. So here we go. So the categories are: bend over, I'll show you; wish in one hand, shit in the other; I'm freezing my, my baguettes bag. off; <laughs> suck a brick, kid; and home alone or home and bone. Now that category is I play sound clips, and you're going to tell me whether the clip is from Home Alone. Or someone that's home and boning. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so, so you got, so you got the point system. Well, your mom gonna... and dad's here for this, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know? Well, Jim, I help. I help Bill set up the audio clips. For I this, so. I'm, look, I'm just laughing. I'm he did not hear I'm... the audio clips, though. No. He helped me set it up, but he did not hear the audio clips. Okay. okay. I know. I just, didn't hear just any as of a that. disclaimer. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no dishonesty here. Okay. So the point. So. One one hundred is worth one point, two hundred, two points, so on and so forth. I've, I've, you get the answer right on one hundred, you get one point, two points, and so on. Got it. Got um, it. So then you're allowed two passes in the game. So Mr. D, if you chose a category, I ask you the question, and if you don't know, you can say pass. So you get two passes. Two passes. So, yeah. Now, like if 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 Joe passes on his question, you can choose to steal it if you're the next in line. And if you don't know, you can pass it too. You won't I mean, get started. I mean, and remember, based on your spinning tool, I'm last. Yes. So, so yes. Thank you. So, prior to the show, we did the spinning wheel, and we did Tim's going first, then Jim, Joe, and then Mr. De Palma. So, Mr. And Palma, you're going to be the narrator. Yes. I, I'm. I'm Trebek. Uh, you're Trebek. Okay, Bill Trebek. Okay, Bill Trebek. Yeah. So, if Joe gets it wrong. Or he passes, you can choose to steal. If you get the answer right, you get the points. Um, you get it wrong, you lose points, and you can also pass. But you, yours doesn't get counted as a pass towards you because it wasn't your question. Uh, I'm going to win. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't get any lower than zero points because I'm I'm pretty buzzed right now and I can't do that math in negatives. But <laughs> I do have. But I do have prizes for the winners. The first prize is a twenty dollar Visa gift card. And runner-up gets a $10 gift card to Wawa. We actually have them down here. Okay. Good. Oh, they, did they take over Royal Farms? No, Our not Royal quite. They're, they're, they're fighting, but they're okay. getting close. So we'll start with the game now. So, Tim, you won the... Uh, yeah, uh, I never do so good you... at these. And you know what's funny? I'm watching Back to the Future the other day, right? And I'm like, I'm saying all the lines before they happen. And I'm like, why can't I do this in the games that we play? Because like when it's right in front of me, I know all the answers, but like I'm always bad at quizzes. So you know what? I'm gonna start off with the first <laughs> category, bend over and I'll show you from National Land Education, but I'm not gonna start at one hundred. I'm gonna start at three hundred so I can build a lead. Damn. Oh, okay. That's my strategy. I'm gonna build a lead right. and try to get ahead. Okay. So for three points for bend over, I'll show you. Tim, in Christmas vacation, Clark wears a Blackhawks jersey. What's his number? It's ninety nine Griswold. That is incorrect. Oh, come on. You see, that's why I'm terrible at this. I've seen that movie a hundred thousand times. <laughs> and I can I could tell you what number to the last question. Movie, so, so, in this, wait, is it 88? No. <laughs> no, no you, you got it wrong again. So, Tim, since you're still at zero 
you don't get the three points. You're still oh, at zero. Man. You're at a goose egg. Uh, Jim, the... Jim, would you? Oh, sorry, what's going on, Tim? Oh, well, yeah, you can start. Jim can answer. I was going to. Jim, would you like guess. to steal from him? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know so... it now. Now, see, now I know it. I didn't look it up. I know it. Uh, I'll try I know and... the answer, but I'll, I'll refrain. I'll try and steal it. Is it seventy-seven? Uh, Incorrect. I mean, this is this is house money right here. Either you get it right, you get the three points, or you get it wrong. You're still I know what it is. It's stupid. It's double zero. Joe, would you like to steal? Might as well double zero. It's double zero. Yeah, you you see, I knew that. See, like after I think about it for a second, I know that it's a it's a brain dead answer. I just basically gave away three points. I'm so upset about (laughs) myself. He's breathing Florida air. Give him a break. (laughs) Jim, it's your turn. Uh, That's my voice cracks. Somebody's got to do it. Home Alone or Home and Bone for 200 <laughs> For 200 Hi, right, Jim. I know where this is going. So I'm going to play a sound clip, and you're going to tell me if this the, the sounds this person is making is from Home Alone or, is it, or if it's from Home and Bone. Definitely from Home Alone. It's when he gets his hair lit on fire, his hat lit on fire. He is correct for two points. Right. Outstanding. Joe, it's your turn. I will... Let's make it. Let's go for an easy one. I'm freezing my baguettes off for 100. Also from National Language. All right, Joe, for one point, how many spirits visit Scrooge in a Christmas carol? Mm. Technically, it's four Jacob Marley and then the three ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. That is incorrect because that's not what I have on my sheet. Mr. DePalma, would you like to steal for one point? I would think I would like to steal for one point. I would think it's three. You are correct. (laughs) Is it because? Marley was a ghost, and the other yeah. three were well, I mean, he, he just says you'll be visited by three ghosts. Oh, fair spirit. enough. Semantics. <laughs> but in here, so that's, that's technicality. I, yeah. Hey, man. I, hey, you I, know what? I, I, right. right. I will, I will out, take bills out for blood this Christmas season. Well, believe me, Bill told me earlier he made some of these 500 ones damn near impossible. So, okay, um, good. I wouldn't well, say damn near impossible. He don't give away any money. He's he's a Scrooge. He's Trebek. Hey, I got you gifts, so I'm making you work for him. Fucking turn is it, Mr. De Palma? It's your turn. Wait, no, uh, yes, it is I'll your turn. Take Thank you. Wish in one hand, shit in the other for 100. Wish in one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills first. Also, a great movie <laughs> from Bad Santos, Mr. D. For one point in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. What happens every time a bell rings? An angel gets their wings. You are correct for one point. So, after round one, Tim, you have zero. Jim, you have two. Joe has two. And Mr. D, you have two. Oh, goodness. Ooh. All right. Tim, the board is yours. Oh, God. I hate these games. I'm so bad. Let's go with I'm freezing my baguettes off for 300. I'm still going with the threes. I'm, I'm going to get one. I'm freezing my baguettes off for three points. In a Christmas story, what does Ralphie call his dad? Jesus Christ. I see. I watch this movie twice a year every year. The old man. You are correct. Mm, see? <laughs> I guess I just gotta think. You see, my, my thing is I go with like the first thing that comes into my head because that's typically how I do good in tests, but with this, sl- I gotta think about it a little bit. So gotta slow got down, one. Tim. Gotta slow down, Chief. Slow it down. Yeah. Jim, you're up. All right. I'll take uh suck brick kid for 300. <laughs> <laughs> great line. It's a great move, great movie. Suck brick kid for three points, Jim. What's the name of Clark Griswold's boss? I know it's Brian Doyle Mary. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, asking for his actor. name in, in the movie. Great pajamas, uh, too, by the way. 
great pajamas. Mr. Beastly Man in a blue leisure suit. His wife is a Karen. I don't know. You don't want to take a guess? Mr. Mr. Kent. (laughs) Is that your final answer? I don't know. (laughs) That is incorrect. Joe, would you like to steal? Yes, I would. Frank Shirley. Frank. You are correct. Jeez. Two two names. Joe, it's your turn. Oh, geez. All right. Let's go with I'm freezing my baguettes off for 200. I'm freezing my baguettes off for two points, Joe. What's the name of the Grinch's dog? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Oh, tough one, Joe. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the Grinch in forever. Uh, I'm going to pass. All right. So, so Joe, you got uh, you got one pass remaining. All Mr. Right. De Palma, would you like to steal it for two points? Yes, I would. Max. You are correct. Yeah, I would have gotten that one wrong, too. I know. Yeah, I would have got, got that wrong. All right. All right Mr. It's Mr. D. It's uh, your turn now. A wish in one hand, shit in the other for 200. <laughs> I just love the title. I I it's you got to see Bad Santa then, Pop. <laughs> oh. Wish oh. in one hand, shit in the other for two points, Mr. D. In what country did Boxing Day originate from? I would say England. You are correct. All right. So end of that round, Tim, you have three. Jim, you have zero. Joe, you have five. And Mr. D, you have six. Holy shucks. My God, an <laughs> old man went beating these young boys watching all these uh, movies. All right, Tim, it's your turn. I'm going right down Broadway. Just go down one. I'm going same category, 300. See if this works. Three points for wish in one hand, shit in the other. Who is the villain in the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause? Oh, God. You're kidding me. Pass. I'm not even even going to pass. I've never even seen seen two or three. So, so Tim, you passed. You have one pass remaining. Jim, would you like to steal? It's Jack Frost, right? You are correct. Mm, Martin Short, right? Yep. All right, Jim, it's your board. Uh, I will do the only thing I've gotten right yet, which is Home Alone or Home and Bone. I'm going to go for Broke. I'm going to go for 500. Ooh, a tough one. Oh, boy. All right, Jim, so tell me if these people are home al- from the movie Home Alone or if they're Home and Boning. It's definitely home and boning. Is that Sandra? <laughs> yes, you are correct. Man. Now, Bill, so... I'm not trying to get this show canceled from Twitch, okay? <laughs> that was an easy one, man. I mean, come on, for five, Jim, that Bill, that clip. should have been a 100-point question. Come <laughs> yeah, on. come on. That was probably <laughs> hey, well, that's, that's what makes it, those category the, the best. You don't know what you're going to get. That's a, yeah, that's a bunch it's, of it's, bullshit. It's toss-ups. It toss-up. Yeah, yeah, toss salad my ass. I mean... <laughs> All right, Joe, it's your board. <laughs> um, let's go with bend over and I'll show you for 200. Scumbag. Excuse me. Bend over, I'll show you for 200 points. What a part of the turkey did Eddie ask Clark to save him in a Christmas vacation? Uh, the neck. Is, yeah. Correct. That's a layup. I mean, I've also seen right. that movie about 13 billion times. And he grabs his neck too when he's, you know, he's like, save the neck for me, Clark. Correct. You see, I would have got that question wrong if you would have asked me if it was my turn. 
I would have <laughs> spaced out. All right, Mr. DePalma, it's your turn. I'm freezing my baguettes off for 400. That's your favorite category, isn't it? <laughs> no. Well, wishing well, one hand shit in the other is my yes. favorite. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Freezing my baguettes off was Joe's favorite yes. category, it seems like. Correct. Okay, so for four points, Mr. D, at the end of Home Alone, who does old man Marley reunite with? Oh, the old man from the grocery store. Uh, his kid, his, his son. Correct. For four points. <laughs> I, I just watched it two weeks ago. All right. Tim, and he met him in church. I, it's yes. terrific. Um, suck brick kid for 200. <laughs> suck brick kid for 200 points. Two points. Give me a diehard question. In which, <laughs> New York, in which New York City hotel does Kevin McAllister check into in Home Alone 2? Oh, that's easy. The plaza. You are correct. It's finally an easy one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we ended around there, so I'll circle the wagon here. Uh, so with Tim, with his correct answer, you are at five, Tim. Jim, you are at eight. Joe, you are at seven. And Mr. D, you are at ten. We, we got a tight race here, fellas. <laughs> I guess they're going for the 500s. Jim, are they that hard? Are they Bill, are they that hard, the 500s? Except for Jim's tall. Well, except for that one. Yeah, right yeah. There. yeah. Uh, um, Jim, it's your board. I gotta, I gotta stick with it. Home alone <laughs> or home and bone? Oh, fuck you! All right, for 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 four <laughs> points. For for four points, Jim, is this clip from the from Home Alone or is this from Home and Bone? You want that was smarter than the last one, but that's Home Alone too, I believe. <laughs> yes, you are correct for four points. Wow! That when he falls down with the paint yes. can. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are correct. Jim getting these layups. You guys can pick that category, too. Uh, yeah, I could. But, uh, you know, I would get it wrong because everything sounds like home and bone to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Joe, it's your, uh, it's your turn. Embarrassing. Uh, go with a bend over and I'll show you for 400. Got to make us a game. Bend over and I'll show you for four points, Joe. What? Rock band poster is on Audrey's wall in Christmas Vacation. Oh my God, so easy. Oh, please pass it to me. I can't. You can't. It's best your dad. What rock he's... band poster was on Audrey's wall in Christmas Vacation? I don't know that one. He better not pass to me. I don't know that. There's many times as I've seen that movie. She's I a know. useless character. I'm gonna pass. I can't remember. You used your second and final pass, Joseph. Fair enough. Mr. DePama, would you like to steal for four points? No, I have to pass. All right. Tim, would you like to steal <sighs> for four points? Guns and fucking roses, man. You are correct. It is guns and roses. I was going to say something else, so I wouldn't have gotten guns and roses. Yeah, it's Mr. Like D, it's your board. Brain. That's a very obscure question. Good job, Bill. Mm -hmm. Mr. Um, D, yeah, I'm gonna go the same category, but uh, jump on since I stole no, that one. Oh, oh recap, turn. recap. It's Mr. D's turn. Oh, oh okay. Wish in one hand, shit in the other for four hundred. <laughs> for four points, Mr. D. Which fairy tale served as an inspiration for the first gingerbread house? This is a Christmas question. My bad. Which fairy tale served as an inspiration for the first gingerbread house? I would say it's Hansel and Gretel. You would be correct for four points. So just the end of the round, Tim, you have nine. Jim, you have 11. Joe, you have seven. And Mr. D, you have fucking 14 points. <laughs> Go. 
Tim, it's your board. You know what? I'm going to take a risk. I know I'm going to get this one wrong because, again, I think everything sounds like people going at it. But I'm going to go home alone or home alone for 300. Oh, my God. Feel my thunder, Tim. All right, Tim. Uh, so sorry, tell me Jim. if these sorry. people I get a make up. Tell me if these people or if this clip is from Home Alone or Home and Bone. <laughs> you need How long do again? I have? Can I hear it one more time? No. <laughs> no. Can I hear it one more time? <laughs> Yeah, you see that could see. I'm gonna say home alone, but let me let me say it this way: it could go either way because I could totally picture somebody, you know, getting down at the bad cellar with somebody else or two other people like going like that. But I'm gonna go with home alone. Home alone? Yeah, I'm going home alone. No, that's wrong. Yeah, you see, it's people going at it. Oh I knew it. I should have my first instinct. So bad. Jim, why are you embarrassed? Jim, Jim, would you like to steal? I. Yeah, if I, uh, if, if I get a notice from that, Twitch that, about this, I'm going to be really upset. That's definitely somebody going at it with a vacuum cleaner. It sounds look. The category <laughs> is gone now. What do you care? <laughs> There's still no one, one left. left. So is it Home Alone or is it Home and Bone, Jim? Home and Bone. You are Hunter, correct. Hunter Bone. And, and with that, Jim, Jim, it is your uh, your choice. Of the, uh, well, the can, can you close out this fucking category? <laughs> Bill, Bill, what, what clip was that from? But don't you know? Don't tell me. Don't tell it's me. From, I still, I still it's from a Gruber. I still have a couple passes, I think. So I'm going to go for a 500 bagger. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, wish in one hand and shit in the other. I still got a couple passes. Wish in one hand, shit in the other for five points, Jim. Name the animatronic cassette playing bear toy every kid wanted for Christmas in the mid 80s. Uh, Teddy Ruxpin. You are correct for five yeah. points, Jim. That's a good one. Joe, it's your turn. I got some ground to make up. So let me go with uh, freezing my baguettes off for 500. Freezing my baguettes off for five points, Joe. Which drink manufacturer is credited for making Santa's red and white outfit popular? Mm. Coca-Cola. You are correct. Mr. DePalm, it's your turn. Bend over and I'll show you for 500. Which famous U.S. military event happened on Christmas Day, 1776? Oh, uh, George Washington crossed the Delaware. You are correct for five points. America. All right. So Bucks County. <laughs> so end of that round, Tim, you have six. Jim, you have 19. Joe, you have 12. And Mr. De Palma, you have 19. So we have a tie between Ooh, baby. Ooh, and Mr. De Palma coming down, down the whole stretch. Home alone, home and bone question. I know that one really screwed me, but no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go um, suck brick kid for 500 to try to get back in this thing. Suck brick kid for five <laughs> points, Tim. During which war does the movie White Christmas take place? During which war does the movie yeah. White Christmas take place? Well, I know what year it is, so I know what, what hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to say World War One. Incorrect. Jim, would you like to steal for five points? Yeah, I'll take those five points. World War Two. You are correct. Takes place on 1944, Tim. Let me do... Uh, I got the pass left, so I'll do the 400. Suck for a kid. Good strategy, Jim. Clark Griswold's coffee mug is in the shape of what Looney Tunes character? I'm not 100% sure, so I'm going to pass. Joe, would you like to steal? For four points, we'll 
Clark Griswold's coffee mug in A Christmas Vacation is in the shape of what Looney Tunes character? Guys are killing me. This is the one. The one I know. So the last one I had no clue. Why can't I get this question? Oh, Joe's got the answer, right? Yeah, I know. It's not the that the that the moose mug. I mean, Tweety. Yeah. I'll give you five more seconds. Another another random fucking question. Thanks, Papa. Joe, Joe, you want to answer? You can pass, and the pass doesn't count against you. I know, but. You have twelve uh, points, know, by the way. I'm, I'm, I, mean, I can't win, so I'm, just, I'll, I'll pass. I just can't. It's not the moose mug, so I'll just pass. Mister De Palma, do you know what his uh, Lunatic character Clark? Ridgewell I'm going, was? I'm going to guess at this Tasmanian Devil. You are correct for four yeah, points. That's I knew that what I wanted to say. Damn, it was either Tweety or Tasmanian Devil. I couldn't. It was a T. I couldn't. Joe, it's your board. Um, not many left. I'm suck brick kid for a hundred bones. Suck a brick kid for one point, Joe. In the song Frosty the Snowman, what brings him to life? I'm, I'm singing the song in my head. Isn't that Top Hat? Yes. You are correct. All right, Mr. Palma. Home alone or home and bone for a hundred. <laughs> boy. Clear the board. <laughs> Thank Christ. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. De Palma, is this clip from Home Alone or someone that's home and boning? That's Joe Pesci. That's from Home Alone. You are correct for one point. You see, I would have said the opposite, but that's <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, Tim. I, I just, right, yeah, Tim. I mean... Tim, you are taking the last question here. Yeah, let's let's go for it. All right, Hopefully Tim. For one point, dog. for one point, how many reindeer pull Santa's sleigh? Oh, which by the way, um, just as a recap, points. Tim, you have one. Jim, you have twenty-four. Joe, you have thirteen, and Mister D, you have twenty-four. So we got Ooh. a tie between Mr. De Palma and Jim. Oh boy! You know what? I, I I could sing the song and count them, but I don't even know all of them. Why? I'm gonna say there's. I'm gonna. Say, yeah, I, I'm serious. In I, full, how many? In full, how many reindeer pull Santa's sleigh, Tim? In full, Eight. you are nope. incorrect. Nine. Yes. <laughs> Can't forget Rudolph, Tim. Jim, would you like to steal for one oh. point to win the game? <laughs> <laughs> Nine. Correct. <laughs> Pop, you messed up. I don't know oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. D, don't worry. I knew the answer before you said it. So oh, I, I know Donner and Blitz. I thought Bill was gonna give the leeway though. I thought he was gonna say eight or like you know I said in full. No, in it's got it's gotta be Rudolph. Yeah, no, I, I thought there was eight including I thought there was seven plus Rudolph, so I knew there was four on each side, and then he led the way. Prancer, Donner, Blitzen. Dasher, Dancer, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Rudolph. Nine. I don't have kids, so that that left my brain when I was like 13. (laughs) I I just... Oh, Fair so enough. You have eight grandkids, and you watch it a hundred times. Yeah, it's probably like tattooed in your brain at that point. So to end the game, Jim is the winner with 25 points. Mr. D, you are the runner-up with 24 points, and you get the Wawa gift card. All right. Joe and Tim. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> That's all right. I won the last two or three of these things, so <laughs> oh, I'm, this, doing, I'm sitting that pretty. That was funny. Um, I'm, I'm removing myself from any of these games. They always come to last, <laughs> and it does wonders for my self-esteem going into Friday, go Friday at work. That's awesome. Because then I recap it in my head. I'm like, how did I not know Griswold double zero? Because I knew some that, jerk I knew off was wearing that at the Flyers game went- the other night. And I'm like, why would you wear a Blackhawks jersey to a Flyers game? Like, I, I get it; it's a goof, but like, it's just, it's just stupid. And there's double zeros. Like, I do, I knew that answer. 
Like I'm watching Back to the Future on Sunday, right? After the Eagles. And I'm like, oh, it's Clayton's Ravine. And then they said, oh, it's Clayton's Ravine. And I'm like, if that was a question in the game, I would have totally gotten that wrong. <laughs> well, I got to see yes. the movie and then it like, it like like draws the answers out of my head. Well, that will conclude this uh, segment of Are You Smarter Than Rewind, Rewind It Back. Categories get us banned. Mr. De Palma, it was such a pleasure having you on tonight. You're welcome Mine back too. anytime. Mine too. I had a great, great time. Happy holidays to all you guys. You Merry too, so Christmas. happy holidays. Yeah. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry to... retirement, you lucky, yeah. you lucky man. You. <laughs> <laughs> so so next week we're gonna do uh our our uh episode dedicated Kevin Conroy. We're definitely gonna be talking about the Batman animated series, which will probably be the entire show. But that'll conclude this segment and uh this run of our Christmas movies and rewind it back podcast. As always, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Breaker. If you like what you heard, uh, give us a rating and uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a comment. Maybe re- read it online. You may not. You guys and uh, all your loved ones and all of our listeners out there, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Have a good and happy, healthy New Year. As always, Mr. Palmer, welcome back anytime. All right. I'll, I'll watch next week. So uh, anyone else has anything to say? Love you guys. Happy to do this thing with you guys weekly. Something Go nice Eagles. Go Eagles. Go oh, Birds. Go Eagles. Super Bowl yeah. bound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You keep dreaming. <laughs> oh, that's bad juju. Don't talk like that. Oh, on, no. she, she's got this Santa Claus thing with an Eagles hat, and it says, all I want for Christmas is the Super Bowl. I don't know. Decorate Super my house. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that'll conclude this podcast. Thank you all again, and goodbye.